Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This week on Up to 90, Emma wrestles with her headphones. We talk Baba Brown. Don't know why I sound like that. He doesn't sound anything like that. Oh, it's been a while since I've... It's been a long time since I let you... Let I you set that up, up for you, didn't I? Do you know what song? Do you know for so long, so long, and I know I'm not alone on this, do you know for so long I thought he was the makeup person? Oh. Well, do you know what I I keep... thought he was diversifying. I knew, I knew that we were talking about Bobby Brown If today. I had a euro for the <laughs> amount of fucking sentences. I fucking told, I knew That Emma starts at, I knew, <laughs> I knew, I know, I knew, I will know. I knew we were talking about Bobby Brown and all day, all day in my head, which has nothing to do with Bobby Brown. Return of the mayor, one more time. The problem is, I only know 15% of the lyrics to that song. Does anyone know the lyrics to that song? But I cry, but I cry, and it's all um, uh, what is it? You you said you wouldn't turn on me, but you did, but you did. Oh, but I'm not doing return on the man. Come on, one time. But you said you'd never turn on me, but you're dead. But you're dead in here, we're turning on me. Up to 90, up to 90, up to 90, with Emma and Julie. Now, I have no idea what you would think oh, that that was Bobby sorry. Brown. <laughs> no, I don't think it's Bobby Brown. But it's just, for some reason in my head, I was sorry to see you sing that song, Julie. I'd love for us to go Come do... on. <laughs> Come on. Come <laughs> on. Come on. I'd love for us to go to karaoke. And do that like just dead partners if we're totally serious. Come on. Uh, we're caught up to 90 and um, <laughs> we really lose you to the music, Judy. Come on. Oh, oh so oh, there's a man. Stow my <laughs> this needs to stop. Okay. <laughs> Will you put on the mammy voice? That's what I know it's time. Needs to stop. Um, it's just a mental block in my brain that when I think of Bobby Brown, I think of that song. 
And I've been singing that song like that all day. We have to move it along, And my guys. family was just like, when are you leaving to me, Judy, to do that podcast? I was just talking <laughs> about Bobby Brown because we were watching... Um, <coughs> We were watching a music TV station because mm-hmm. I haven't had a TV for a long time. So right. I forgot there were these music TV stations. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. was just like, I think it was like some like top 10 songs to make you cry or something. Just kind of a real laboured mm-hmm. um, pity party. So, uh, but it, this, of course, it was Whitney Houston. Like that one, mm. and I was just Fred was hovering in the kitchen and he was like, God, like it's so sad the way it all went down for them. Yeah. So what are you what are your feelings on Bobby Brown? Bobby Brown, I would think um I find it interesting. He was a lot he was a good bit younger than Whitney, wasn't he? He was a good bit younger. And yeah. he claimed that like she basically eyed him up and was like, "Okay, now listen, we're together. Like this is what's happening here that she was the kind of pursuer." Um but mm. I would think Bobby my thing would be okay, my limited information. I would think probably Got Whitney involved in heavy drugs. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was responsible for her demise because, of course, they had part at that stage. I think they had a seriously turbulent relationship. Yeah. Um. I would imagine, like, they kind of stri- they kind of strike me as I could imagine them both being tempestuous characters. Of course, she had that whole. It's kind of generally accepted now that she had that long term affair with her assistant, didn't she? Yeah. With yeah. yeah. And so I can imagine how that would kind of, you know, got, you know, obviously it was maybe a complicated relationship in that respect. But um, I mean, even in the wake of his daughter's death, etc., I just think for me, he doesn't, you know, you would have sympathy for him, obviously, having lost his former wife and his daughter in such a tragic way. But for me, he doesn't. He doesn't do himself many favours. I don't think he comes away from the situation with his hands clean. Okay. So where would you like to start? Would you like to Let's start? Let's bring it back. You want to go back first? I want to go wanna back. S- okay, you want to go back. So 5th of February, 1969. So he basically started out with New Edition. Mm-hmm. So they formed in 1978. Now, I didn't know this, that New Edition, this was obviously when he was a kid, given he was born in 1969. That was just his mates that he was growing up with. Mm-hmm. And he was the one that started... They were like a little boy band. He started the whole group um, and they went until 1985, had a good bit of success and then he left. It's kind of a bit like, did he leave? Why is he kicked out? What was going on or whatever? Bit of a Robbie Williams situation. Yeah, bit of that kind of thing. Now, there was no ill will because they later went on to, you know, they did um, a comeback thing and I think even when he went on tour, he got them. Money is a great bandage for relationships, isn't it? Because they supported him a couple of times when he was doing his solo stuff. Okay, I bet he loved that. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say he did, yeah. I was just wondering, do you want to support me? On my tour. (laughs) Thank you. So um, he went off and started doing his own thing. So in 1985, so he started off, the first single he had was something about a boyfriend or whatever. This is in the 80s, so I didn't really look at him. But it was kind of a softy, gentle, gentle thing. And he was like, it did okay, you know, wasn't really a big hit or whatever. And he came back from that and said, look, I need to do things my own way. I, You know, this isn't me. This isn't my kind of thing or whatever. So he wanted kind of like, you know, something with like a big beast, like, you know, get you up dancing. It's like we were talking the last week about Marky Mark. He was like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Clean pop 
with New Kids on the Block is not for me. I'm going to start my own hardcore rap group and yeah. I'm going to call them Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch. That kind of thing. Yeah. Is that what exactly you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, I think, well, he was, uh, I suppose, did have a kind of, no, he, all his family were very close and whatever. And his mm-hmm. brother then obviously was his manager for the majority of his career. It was only in later oh. years. No, it was all it was Oh, all was fine. it okay? Yeah, was it no, all great? It was all, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unusual, isn't it? Yeah. So there was no, there seemed to be no fallings out there or whatever. He did have a, when he was young, quite young, he had a friend of his killed in front of him. And, you know, obviously that kind of affected him. And then he did say that alcohol became How a problem. How was he killed? Shot? No, he stabbed. It was literally just like on the street. Did he stab him or? No, no it was somebody so, else. It was just like a little kind a of. A random attack? It was, no, not a, it was like a little. It was basically the equivalent of you're sitting on a wall when you're 13. We used to love those walls when we were 13. And somebody says to you, have you got a smoke? And you say, no, I don't have any. I think you do. Stab. <gasps> like it was that kind of. Very traumatic. Where was blue. he from again? He was from I America. He was from America. Now I'm trying to think now because he did move around. Was he from Houston? Uh, that's I. But I was going to suggest I think he was from the south. Was not yes? He? And then where is I don't want to bring him up again now because where is Or Kelly from? Uh, he is from Atlanta. Yes. Yeah, so then I think he moved there later on because that's kind of where the music was happening. Okay. Houston. Slipping and sliding may correct me on that. Um, Please get in touch. So what you. do you want to know about? You want What do you want to know? I want to know about Whitney. Whitney. When okay. did he meet Whitney? Right, I'll tell you. So I watched the uh, the Bobby Brown story on Because you're Netflix. serious about research. Well, it was just, I, I started watching this. So I had no, basically my only real knowledge was um, the fucking reality TV show that they did. Yeah, what Living an absolute with, train wreck. The, what was it? The Bobby Brown show or whatever. Yeah. So I had that in my head and whatever. So we st- we start watching it. And the thing is, you see that he's an executive producer on it. But of course, he was all about that show. And Whitney was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But on th- on this one, this documentary oh, thing. Okay. Well, so straight know. away, it's like with the staircase and then you find at the end, <coughs> at the end that Michael, yeah. protagonist uh, in, if we can call him protagonist, but I suppose subject of the staircase, yeah. that he is going out with and in a relationship with the fucking editor of that documentary. You know what I mean? You're yes. just like, come on now, I don't really think I'm so getting... So from the get-go, I was like, mm, suspicious. Objective the, perspective. So it's a two-part thing. The first part... And now, in fairness, all the is acting, this on Netflix? Yeah, all the right. act. I think so. All the acting and the casting, spot on, really, really good. But the whole, like the whole first of it, is basically him just riding, and he does loads oh, of music gosh. in it. So and it's like his wet dream. I hate. It's that like shit. him rewriting history, and it's all like loads of but music. But he was a teeny tot, but wasn't it, he? I know. But the whole song, it's like loads of like the whole song, and then the Spotify thing comes up after. Of like, shut up! Yeah, oh my gosh. so it's a That's hard, gross. It's hard, a hard sell. It's a hard watch. But anyway, you're you're sticking with it, and you see the part where he meets Whitney. So he meets Whitney in 1989, and they're at the Soul Train Music Awards. Mm-hmm. So the way he tells the story is that 
she was called, she was, her name was announced whatever for an award or whatever and she was getting booed. Oh, I think I remember yeah, this. She yeah. was getting booed and that's how they kind of started talking and she had her eyes on him straight away. Now, he says that they met then, that was in Houston, or she invited him to her 26th birthday party in Houston and he was 20 at the mm-hmm. time, so six years between them. And then a romance kind of slowly built and it was kind of in 1991 that... Uh, romances in the cards and then they got married in 1992 so so she wasn't a pursuant then did I get that wrong I she, she no, she was originally pursued a no, relationship no she was quite straightforward with him okay. she was, you know she wasn't being aloof she's like this is happening yeah she definitely, none of that waiting for the second in, text in the programme then I'll reply yeah no in the programme like so it's obviously you know a lot of it's from his perspective but it's he's not he's not making out that she chased him but He's definitely letting it be known that there was flirting from the get-go. So then we see that Whitney is um, filming The Bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And they're not married now yet, but she found out that she was pregnant and she actually had a miscarriage. And he went out to visit her on set or whatever. Um, but they were already engaged to be married. And then as they're engaged, she finds out that he's after getting somebody else pregnant. <sighs> so this is at the ver- this is at the very start of things. Testing time. This is really Stender stuff now. Dun, dun. Big star. Yeah. But he had a real... And she was just after a miscarriage. Mm. I'd be fucking raging just yeah. after a miscarriage. So he had quite, oh my God, he had worst. a reputation on stage and off stage for like loving the ladies. Like, okay, drugs was one thing, but he was mad for the women. And even, uh, he had, even had this, as a little teeny tot, mad for the women. Mad for the women. And getting them. He had this tour um, that basically, I think it was 120 uh, dates. It ran from 1988 and it only finished up in 1991. And one of the things he was I can't remember where the location was but he was told like you can't do anything on stage that simulates sexual act mm-hmm. because we're just going to shut the show down so of course that's what he did he got some young one up st- on stage and started pretending like he was riding her the show was cut down gone but he was like he had that bad boy reputation from the get go mad for the women and she obviously loved I have that to say I don't See it personally now with Bobby Brown. Now, from watching the show and the little bit of seen about, we've him, actually like, talked oh. about quite a few. We talked. Who did we talk about? We talked about Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Uh, two Shakur. We can't yeah. talk about that episode and the sound quality because no. Julie just immediately starts to um, carve a crosshatch pattern in her own in her own arms. Marky Mark. Yeah. Bobby Brown would probably have been my least favourite out of the lot. Well, no. But he wasn't a rapper, though. No, but then, in fairness now, when I looked back at him and I saw some of his songs, I was like, oh, yeah, he was pretty good. Didn't so, he have my prerogative? My prerogative. My prerogative. Yeah. That one. You say I'm crazy. I really don't care. That's my prerogative. It is. It, it so is. But, but what? Give me another song from him, though. My um, prerogative. I do have some more here, actually, because I wrote them down because I was like, oh, I do actually fucking know these songs, but I wouldn't have known them. Um, 
to go play that game. Oh, Stop. Was that his song? Body got up and you be. I am what you're saying to go play that game. Was oh, that Bobby Brown? Okay. Say that made him a fucking mint. Do you know what? Marky Park better watch the fuck out because that I'm game. starting to go. I'm start. I'm starting to go team Bobby. For the, and I he, mean, did, he did a lot of gyrating. That song and a lot of dancing is a bit of a fucking anthem, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Any other one? They're the top two. They're the top two. But so he he uh, in terms of his uh, music, 1992, he had. Oh, Zach. Yeah, it's Britney. Um, nineteen ninety two. He had his album, uh, Bobby, um, which was very successful. So his music career during the eighties and early nineties was all good. He met, he got married to Whitney in ninety two. He's never bad here when you get married. No, to and so sure, she they were both raking it in. They moved on from it. She was super pissed, but they moved on. And was on he involved it. in this child's life? He was. So now we'll have to go to the children okay. in a sec because there's seven, your thing. there's seven kids. I I remember I mean? this. Yes, when I was looking up something on Bobby Brown before, I remember there were a lot of kids. There's a lot of kids. A lot of kids. So now that kid is London. L A N D A N. London. 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 So. He is involved in that show, but you're kind of sketchy about the details of how actually fucking involved he was in these children's mm. lives or whatever. Um, oh no, sorry, that's not that's his eldest. He already had a child already when he met Whitney. Sorry, he had Laprincia, so she had a girl that was with Kim Ward. Okay, right, and then uh, oh no. Sorry, this is why I'm saying it's complicated. He had La Princia with Kim Ward, right? So that was his one of his baby mamas already. Okay. And then he ended up hooking up with her <gasps> again. And she had Bobby Jr. Had in 1992. And she was like, I'm getting in there with the name. I'm caught. Yes. So she said basically. So wait, Bobby Brown had two kids called Bobby is what you're saying. Yes. He had a boy, Bobby oh Jr. Oh my God. Ego fucking mania. Yeah. 101. So That's as bad as Michael Jackson with all the fucking yeah. Prince Michael so Jackson. So yeah, sorry. He did. Michael Jackson. His eldest was born in 86. So that's kind of just when he was, he was starting wow. his solo career. So what happened with Brit? Or what so he was very with- young when he had, 17? Yeah. He was young and he wasn't involved. I did, I did pass maths, whatever age he was. Um, so what happened with uh, Whitney, right? So she miscarried and he already had La Princia and that the mother of her child, that child was coming to see him and she was quite young at the time. So he tells it in the programme that she basically was like, Hey, baby, oh, always, you know, yeah. and it was like just a just one, cut. one more time. It was just please. a one, la- like yeah, one for the road, we and whatever. Had some good times, baby. But the just story please. goes that they and had he... uh, like an eleven-year relationship that went was on and off all the time, and she only broke up with him when she found out that he was fucking engaged. So he had an awful habit engaged to Whitney. Yeah, he had an awful habit of not actually telling people. <sighs> Like, oh, it's actually over, or you know, I've moved on. Just so you know, like he had an I awful habit of going around. Who had that? Who had that big style? Yeah. And anyone listening in Dingle will know exactly who the fuck I'm talking about. But he was gas. Like he would have multiple girlfriends on the go, 
And like you might be one of the harem. But yeah. like he might go off on holidays with one of the girlfriends and he'd come back and maybe text you and say, oh, uh, how are you? Haven't seen you in ages. And you'd be like, because you went on holidays with your, queen with your fucking girlfriend. Oh Absolutely mentalist. You know, you know who he is, Dingle. Moving on. I'm Connor Reed, and this is Words to That Effect, a literary podcast of the curious, the intriguing, and the unexplored. With in-depth research and expert guests, I answer the kind of questions you know you need the answers to. Like, what exactly is transhumanism, and why do some people think it'll make them immortal? Why are there so many crime novels with the word girl in the title? Who is H.B. Lovecraft, and why is the internet a little bit obsessed with them? Listen to Words to That Effect wherever you get your podcasts or at WTTEpodcast.com. Season three is launching very soon. Um, so, yeah, she she forgave him anyway. A uh, hard, hard one, but she did forgive oh, him. Oh, I'm really starting to dislike him, Emma. No, but this is what happened to me. I'm watching the programme and I'm like, what the fuck? And you can see that it's, he- it's heavily influenced by him because basically it's all just music and him just riding people oh, the whole yeah. time. And these long, long songs and these long sex scenes. It's like, for fuck's sake. We get it, Bobby. And then he has that, it's on their wedding day, right? And the first time he sees Whitney doing cocaine is on the day of their wedding. And so, he's like, he's never seen her do it before. That's the way. So he's claiming he didn't get her into coke then. So what he's claiming in that show, he's claiming, yeah, he had a fucking couple of joints the odd time and a few beers, but he wasn't mad into drugs. And there she was snorting coke on the day of their wedding. Now, what he actually went on to say in an interview, and I think in, after this came out, I think he said it as well in 2015, that they had completely had a party lifestyle mm-hmm. that you know he was they were always partying but he said that was the first time that he'd seen her do coke so okay. in the program and all the people made it out to be a big huge thing that like he, you know poor little Bobby Brown was trying to make out like that she got him into drugs or whatever and she brought hard drugs into their relationship not at all. And that's even when I was watching the programme, I was like, does he spe- expect us to believe now that she was the big drug dealer in the relationship and she brought the drugs in? So I don't think he was trying to make that make that out. He just said, it was like, it was a mere detail. Oh, she was just the one that happened to fucking bring coke into it the first time. But they've so, been but doing loads they... of drugs before. But what kind of drugs? <coughs> well, they would have been getting, like, living off the drink anyway. Yeah. Marijuana. Like whatever else, like speed, pills, whatever. Like okay. they would have been, they wouldn't have I been poo pooing the drugs. Thought... It was just that cocaine kind of started coming in. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and then yeah, they were yeah. like, oh, let's try a bit of this. Okay. People are selling this I now. Because I know, um, I mean, I would have thought, because I briefly looked at. Not that cocaine was coming in, but you know what I mean? I know On what the you mean. scene that they were in, probably. That it was, was just like, in vogue at the yeah. time. Because I. I I kind of thought it was well you see who's to fucking say but I kind of thought people generally accepted that Bobby Brown was the one who introduced Whitney to no I think that's what people thought is that what people wanted to believe yes so she said basically that um, you see there I was at the top I was saying I thought he introduced her to the drugs well, that's what I kind of thought as well but you see I suppose she had been involved in the music scene for a while at that stage So what happened was uh, his music career was grand in the 80s and early 90s. And then in 1997, he had an album forever and that completely tanked. That was the start at the end of his music career. 
He had been in talks to sign to Tupac Shakur's um, record label that he was setting up. Shakur. But it never happened, obviously, because he died before. <laughs> but that obviously, I think basically that he had a big plan to do this and then Tupac obviously died and he started to fucking panic because I think that was his big plan because he was already getting pigeonholed as this is Whitney Houston's husband. Mm-hmm. And then when that didn't transpire, I think he just panicked and people said that he wrote a lot of his own material and he didn't stick to like the Never winning. Never a good idea. Yeah, he, yeah. Hadn't, he didn't stick to the willing, um, the winning formula that he'd had before. So things started to go to shit. And that's when things started to go, that's when the drugs started to really kind of kick in. Take hold. With Whitney and, and Bobby. So... In there, do you want, oh yeah, so seven kids. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, being Bobby Brown, that's, that aired in 2005. Train train wreck. And sep- they Car filed for television. separation in 2006. Mm-hmm. Like crazy. So basically, but it just I watched her ep- over the edge, I think. What in the happened sense that was, she was like, that all came about because he was in prison. Okay. He was in prison for, he was in prison in Florida in May 2000 for violating probation on a 1996 drunk driving charge. Mm-hmm. So the charge dated back to 1996. He went to pre- prison for 26 days. And while he was in prison, the deal was done about the Bobby Brown show. So his brother, who was still his manager, came to him and said, look, you know, we need to rebuild your fucking brand. All people are seeing about you now is like he was just getting arrested all the time for stuff. And there was the drug talk. They were like, you know, people knew that they were obviously doing drugs. But the main focus was the him getting arrested. So he was like, mm, no, no. He said, grand, let's do it. And then Whitney kind of agreed to be in it because she's like, oh, yeah, I want to help out my man or whatever. They weren't fucking prepared for it at all. He the mm-hmm. second they start filming is when he came out of prison. Mm-hmm. So he's like meeting. But the also, son and everything. like you have to remember, like this is the start of like we're talking like after heads. Yeah, but also like you know reality TV. This was kind of I suppose the beginning of reality TV in the sense like I know there've been other stuff yeah. because like didn't Nikki, um, uh. Uh, Nicole Richie and Paris Hilton they'd already had their show and all that so there have been reality shows yeah. but this I mean this was the start the of like just time, the reality like people just doing living the raw, their life the grip but I can imagine how people like say the likes of Whitney and Poppy maybe weren't necessarily aware of just how intrusive no and exposing it was going to be and he said that he didn't even realise how obvious he was as being high to other people they thought when they were it's actually high. very uncomfortable viewing. Yeah. So it when they go to Barbados with a couple of the kids, like, you know, kind of after he's been in prison and there's people coming up and they want to say hello to. Obviously, Whitney is the main one they want to say mm-hmm. hello to. But he has he does have fans as well, like in fairness. But he says like he got into it because he loves the people. And he, in fairness to him, he is really nice to everyone. Mr. Charmer. Yeah, wants to get in all the photos, whatever. She doesn't want to talk to people. Mm-hmm. And she, people ask her for a photo and they're they're standing like, you know, 15 metres away. And she's like, no. And she has the look of like Whitney Houston in the bodyguard with the scarf over the head mm-hmm. on the plate. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She's just like, 
she's sitting at the fucking resort with a fucking duvet over her head and sunglasses going, don't fucking talk to me. But you know what, though? I think that's fucking... But this is when the camera's on, though, Julie. You could fucking keep hype it up for 20 minutes. They did say that when Bobby Christina was around, they would be in one wing of the house doing drugs and she'd be in another wing of the house with the nannies. But so I don't, and Whitney, obviously there was the famous interview with Whitney when she was getting interviewed after they broke up. And, you know, did you, did you and Bobby do drugs? And she was like, there were times, there were times. And I think crack was brought up. Do you is remember this the, thing the about Oprah crack? Win, win interview? It wasn't Oprah, but she's like, look, first of all, crack is whack. We make too much money to ever touch that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, Whitney. No, no, chicken. I think she was pretty high when she, not pretty high, but she was I, a bit she high. She was a bit me, She now. struck me as, yeah, crack is whack. She struck me as somebody who's a little bit strung out. Slightly. Yeah. So, to be honest now, the programme, the Bobby Brown story, the first part of it is like, Jesus, he's just selling the music and riding. And you're just like, Jesus, just put a fucking Johnny but on. But stuck with it. Put a Johnny on. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Maybe he wasn't aware that you could have sex minus children, you know, if resulting know. in children. Second part was a bit better. And it did. Inf- so he said that when he came out of prison, he was like, I want to get clean. And, you know, this is fucking destroying us. It's destroying our family. We need to do better. And he said that Whitney wasn't ready to. And she didn't want any. Well, said, I mean, that could be true because I actually do, she was do you know what? I actually do think in the height of addiction. I do actually think it's true because even just from watching that show, the reality TV show, whatever, in watching his interviews, I did kind of believe what he was saying more. And he didn't blame Whitney for anything that he'd done either. But he, he like he basically just said they were two fucking addicts. Mm. That's what they were really mm-hmm. at the end of the day. He did have a couple of tough times like his um, his sister's uh, boyfriend got shot in front of him. So basically don't go anywhere with Bobby. Fucking Grim Reaper. Because he's Jesus basically the Grim Christ, Reaper. He's like the angel of death. Yeah. And he he won't say the name but he does blame your man. What was uh, Bobby Christina's partner? Yeah. What was it? Nick. Nick, I think. He so he was him. like Whitney's stepson and he yes. blames... Now, he's not in the show. He's not mentioned in the show. I did fall asleep in the se- during towards the end of the second part. Okay, so what you're saying is that he could have been mentioned No, but I think... Show. No, no, I think your man Nick was in it after... You would have woke up for Nick. <laughs> but no, but I think... It was after he, she died, obviously. But I was gonna, or yeah. after they divorced or whatever. Yeah, because so. I was just about to say, sure, he came on the scene after the fact, like as he was basically adopted by Whitney. Wasn't yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he it was has later been down the very line. much. I I did see him in a recent enough interview, and he was talking a lot about God and how he's a family man now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I just, I don't think he comes away from the situation with clean hands. I don't think with Bobby Christina and just that awful, awful death. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, by the way, Whitney Houston's family, I'm sure you know, probably have their own reasons for yeah, yeah. absolutely not despising Bobby Brown, but just not being the biggest fans ever. But they were very anti Bobby Brown, weren't they? Like was he trying to get his hands on her estate? Was there am I imagining that? Well yeah, I was think Was there that's some what question they, about that, I think. Yeah, I think that's what they thought. I mean it seemed a bit grabby. 
But I did watch an interview with him and he seemed genuinely in obviously goes out but then fucking you see, saying like, in bits I, about it all I'm and like, how am he's I just getting, God. Am I getting charmed by him or whatever? I but don't this know. is it. Like, I mean, he does strike me. Anyone who calls two of his children after, after himself. himself. Yeah, it's a bit of a stretch, isn't it? I would say maybe a bit <laughs> of a manipulative charmer type person. Well, he did now, he has obviously, well, not obviously, but you'd imagine with his love for the ladies, he did remarry. So he's actually married to his manager now. Um, I'm trying to find her name. I think this I think this interview was at Prey, this marriage, and how he was kind of saying, look, I'm living like a regular life. I'm a dad, I'm a husband, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, you he, just think oh, it's a bit too late yeah, for Bobby, he got, So Christina. he's married to his, his manager now and they have three kids together. Yeah. And she was like, she had... Zero tolerance for drink, yeah. drugs, all that stuff. So oh, he, he did, did actually seem to get clean. And they're like, you know, we're all about God. This was kind of alien to us at this part of the world. They're like, you can't do anything without God. You can't get up in the morning if you don't have God. It's like, I fucking got up grand this morning. Thank you. Mm. He is all about the God. You know? I'm always questioning though. It's like Aunt McPartland coming out and saying, you know, I found this woman and she saved me. I'm mm. like, come on. Put your big boy pants on. Like yeah. you change yourself. Like don't make out that this fucking, well, it, you know. I think he needed somebody in a way that was going to look after him and keep tabs on him in a way. And that's what his brother did he needed as a, a manager. Minder. His, the brother being the manager, it was his minder. But mm. he got rid of the brother when he met her, asked her to be his manager and they got married and he'd to known me, her previously from um, yeah. being in the music industry or whatever but the programme is shite okay. now the casting I think is really like the casting is really good the acting is really good I just don't think that they have a lot to play with in terms of like as Judy would say a fucking narrative like I mean just let's, narrative honey let's get a narrative but, but watching his interviews I did actually warm to him and watching the Bobby Brown show and I somehow I actually warmed to him because even though you could see like this is fucking desperate you could just see that he was just somebody who got addicted like their shit was so bad he had a seizure he had like a stroke in the house the two of them doing drugs and Whitney nearly left him there because she thought like he was just fucking messing and she was off her head herself so if you ever see him talking now in more recent interviews, you can see on his mouth on one side, it looks a bit like you want to fucking take that burger out of his mouth. But he actually had a stroke. So it's a bit of the dodge. The, you know, when people get the burger mouth lip thing when they've okay. had a stroke. I think that's what it's called. But um, and obviously. Did Whitney not smell the burnt toast? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Whitney oh, is a... She must have totally out of it if you she couldn't smell the burnt toast. We're talking about the other, but we're talking about Bobby today. You know, what happened to her is another, another day, another isn't podcast. it? But I kind of He does... From, I'm torn because I, wish I would, think I wish that he would have worn a, a condom. He didn't really seem... To, he seemed to have all these women fucking not knowing what the hell was going on. Even though he seemed to have a great relationship with his parents and his mother. Like, the first thing he did was buy oh. them a gaff and all that. But then goes around t- treating women like shite. Not that... You know, there's loads of mommy's boys who treat women like shite. But you know what I mean? It's a good basis I if mean, you're good to your ma. Yeah. 
I just I just know with the whole Bobby Christina like he is adamant obviously that the that the hus- Bobby Christina's husband was responsible for his daughter's he death etc but I just wonder because they died in exactly the same way and he says the only person that was there both times was him interesting that's about now well I know technically naughty but then it was kind of told that but I wonder is it too Christina easy kind of you know, decide to take to her emulate own life her mother's. Well, she was that actually, does happen. There's a um, like there's a lot of cash. So like, she was meant to come out to Bobby in LA. They had they hadn't talked. You see, mm. they had their relationship. They didn't have a relationship then towards the end. Yeah, no, because once they once her parents split up, it kind of like fell apart or whatever. And sure, he had so many kids to try and keep a hold. Like. Mm. Gonna fucking one for every day of the week. I mean, who's gonna be able to keep tabs on that? And you know, but yeah, you'd wonder. I mean, look, I suppose he can't lay all the blame, uh, you know, at the feet of one parent. No. Obviously, it's it's very sad, like when a young girl dies in that way, and clearly she had suffered huge emotional mm. neglect throughout her life. Mm. I mean, she in her short life like just seems so lost, like marrying the guy closest to her. Yeah. Her stepbrother, you know, not maybe just being so just wanting to be loved and happy with the crumbs. You know, yeah, I just yeah. think the crumbs in the sense that now again, I'm just basing this on what I read in the relationship. I mean, look it didn't seem like many young relationships, it seemed to like have a lot of problems mm. and just maybe not having that parent to lean on. And I know you can't lay all the blame on at the feet of Bobby Brown, but like that little girl just seemed to be lost for a long time. And it's hard, it's hard to forgive him that. Like maybe he tried to reach out to her repeatedly, you know, maybe he tried to save her in some way, but it just seemed to me that it was almost too little too late you know, in the interview when he talked about being yeah. obviously so devastated by his daughter's demise, I'm not saying he wasn't, but just the huge sadness there seems to me to be just the failure to that little girl. Yeah, like to be honest. It's hard to forgive him that. And then the whole question mark, again, I realise, you know, Whitney Houston's estate, I mean, they might not be coming to it with their hands clean either. Like, you know, who knows? And they probably their own reasons for putting that narrative out mm, there but mm. they seemed adamant that he was being really grabby about that like wasn't there some question mark that he didn't want them to pull the plug on the daughter like he didn't want them to turn the life support machine off and they were saying yeah but or there was so or did he want them to do it there was something anyway that they were saying whatever way he was going yeah, would yeah, be financially yeah. beneficial to him okay and I just was like oh, it just seemed a bit grabby it's a tough one. I can see how he was a charmer. Yeah. I would say at the height of addiction, I would say he was probably more together than Whitney. Maybe he carried the addiction better. But yeah. I think it was one of them, two of them. I think they were both Alex. But it's not fair for him to, you know, get the full blame just because he's the last man standing, the only one left you see, alive. He, kind of, he stepped but away from his music career then, obviously, towards... To live a regular life towards the end of the 90s or whatever but she was still in the height of it and people were mad about her he loved all the attention she hated the attention mm. do you know what I mean so they did actually I forgot to mention well, they, they were did very do a single together like so you know she was 
<coughs> she was willing, not like, you know, but she was proud to be with him. She was willing for oh, anybody to Oh, she was weak say. for him. Yeah. And they had a single something in common. <coughs> I don't remember it. No, it was pretty non-eventful. Won two Grammys. I know he won at least one anyway in 1990 for Best Male R&B Vocalist. Um, but... It, I, do, I do... Sorry, come on. Oh, no, I just... I, He's he's definitely like an interesting character. I think like in obviously recent interviews, like he's kind of probably let his guard down more. I think in any of the interviews that Whitney did close to, you know, before she died, she hadn't let her guard down. You know, she was still kind of hiding, trying to hide that she was an addict or whatever. And, you know, and actually that interview where she's like talking about crack as whack. Bobby Brown was saying, I don't know why she went on television at that time. She had absolutely no, she had no reason to do the interview. She had just decided in her own head. I think the stories about being an addict and into drugs and stuff got to her more than Bobby Brown. Mm. So I think when that reality TV show came out and before that, people loved her. Mm. And she she actually started blaming him. She's like, people loved me before I was with you. It's like, people loved you as a person when they thought you were a different person mm. <laughs> do you know what I mean they're you know you're a di- people well, they just well, some had of her fans hugely... thought they were buying into this kind of like pure kind of you know but look they obviously had a hugely I was going to say hugely toxic relationship but then the flip side of us was I'd say there was genuine feeling there there was but obviously huge infidelity because their I whole... mean and obviously her long term relationship with her assistant her female yeah. assistant sure it started I mean it started off the fact that he'd gotten uh, another woman pregnant red flag girls and that was the start of it so they were if together 14 years if you say to your fellow listen I've got bad news I actually miscarried over the weekend and he's like well on the plus side we are going to have a baby it's not in the way you think yeah but I'm having a baby with another girl but like it's kind of the same thing isn't it? Yeah, it's the one who I have the kid with already. Her. So it could be grand. The, so one, we, I, the so one, we, one I told you not to worry about. Yeah, her. and also, like, I have a kid with her already, La Princia, so we know what the baby's roughly going to look like. Okay, we have an idea. We can work with this. Um, yeah, now it's all, it's such a cliche, but it is all very sad. It and is. maybe, you know, you asked me at the top, I probably should have given my opinion having been more informed of the matter. I was under the pressure he got wits into the drugs. Oh, so was I. I have yeah, no, yeah, I'm time. under no illusions that she came to the situation innocent 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 because obviously her image was completely manufactured I mean she, that's why she was booed at the Soul Train Awards was because yeah. people just felt she totally sold out and I mean nobody I think was really buying that she was kind of as innocent and wholesome as she's made out I'm sure Yeah, but who knows who knows do you want to leave us uh, let us out with a Whitney number I, mean, I can't really think um, of anyone better to sing Whitney oh god Wanna dance with somebody With somebody who loves me It's kind of a sad one to end on really I think well, the, the context of it. That's the one My favourite It's my absolute favourite I want to dance with somebody Yeah What about I'm Every Woman? No way Wouldn't even be in my top ten What? I think uh, I want to dance with somebody Um Whatever you want. What is that one? Um, How will I know if he really loves me? I say a prayer 
in every heartbeat I fall in love whenever we meet I'm asking you cause I know about you know about these Are things. you doing that singing thing really in your head really now that I've been Judy J if he really loved me This is the say a prayer I've been Judy J. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please rate or review us on iTunes. That really, really helps with um, just our lives and our general mental health. (laughs) Every now and again, I read a review and I'm like, we're okay. Uh, Emma, do you want to sign off now to the lovely people? Uh, I've been Emma Dorn. Judy's got her fucking keys out. She's ready to go. Um, th- look, thanks for listening. Thank um, you so much for as listening. As always, please keep me in your prayers um, this week. Please and rate and review us as well. Um, God bless. What's going on with <laughs> these religious endings from you? You're scaring me. See you later, guys. Bye. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.